Yeah, we're. Well, we're gonna transition to Leicester now. Should we turn? I mean, is there anything else to talk about? <laughs> uh, Chelsea. Do you have anything to add? To nah, man. Yeah, move on. I think just as like a parting point for Chelsea, I think Hakim Ziyech could be a player to watch for them this season. He's been really good preseason. I believe he scored Chelsea's goal today. He did. He did. I think. He scored Chelsea's he did, goal today. Yeah. And he yeah. scored multiple of their preseason friendlies. I think he could definitely be a player to watch this season. Moving on to the reigning FA Cup champions, the reigning FA That's Community right. Shield champions. Lesser That's City. right. Brendan Rodgers and his magnificent foxes. Can they break into the top four? They have it in them. They really do have it in them to 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 go into to break into the top four. I think they were very unlucky last season. But this season they've done well in the transfer market. They've done well um, you know, like like you said, you know, they've had it really good. They've they've acquired well. Let's let's put it that way, you know, they've acquired well. And just to not just to, sorry, just to quickly yeah. interject, I want to specify who they brought in the transfer market. So they signed Ryan Bertrand on a free transfer, who's previously at Southampton. They signed Bubakari Samare from League Against Champions Lille. And they've signed Patsandaka from Red Bull Salzburg. And no notable outgoings aside from the aside from two members, excuse me, of their Premier League winning side, Christian Fuchs and West Morgan, who Christian Fuchs has gone to MLS and West Morgan has retired. And I forgot to interject, it looks like they will be signing Yannick Vestergaard from Southampton as their emergency signing with Wesley Fofana's injury. We obviously wish Wesley Fofana a speedy recovery. We, I really wish he could have been fully fit for this season, but really unfortunate what had to happen. Yeah. yeah. Is he ruled is he out for the rest of the season or something? He broke his leg. Yeah, I, know I think he's uh, end of the year. End of the year, he's coming back. Yeah, I, no, I think he's coming back next year. Like the start of it's, it. He'll probably be back sometime next year, but it won't be till near the end of the season. Oh yeah. wow, it's so sad. I know he broke his leg. That's the reason why. I mean, I thought that the advent of modern technology and medicine, you know, something like uh, that. We, we we haven't gotten quite that far yet. <laughs> 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 Maybe in a few decades, but no, we Maybe. we we don't quite have that yet. We don't yeah, have biotic legs yet. <laughs> <laughs> or biotic, not biotic. <laughs> no, but uh, I guess uh, to, 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 to sort of discuss on Leicester, right? I think after winning the Shield against Chelsea, uh, against the City, sorry, against, and then after winning the FA Cup last season, yo, there is a good chance that they've grown to a point where anything other than a top four position is a failure. I really do think that. You know, I think they are sort of becoming that club. I mean, as former recent, you know, EPL champions, right? I think it's, they've sort of, they are a successful case study in that sense where they are transitioning into a top four club, into an elite club in the Premier League, you know, from being relegation contenders to top flight, you know, like, to top four, top six, uh, to a top six team in that sense. I, I, I think the next step is to sort of really challenge for the for a top four spot, and I think it's on it's it will go down to Rogers with regards to the tactics that he deploys because that squad is actually quite talented. You know, they have talent in every position. 
Yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. I think you're right in saying that I think it's time for this group of players to finally be in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And, like, they've sort of done everything that they can do aside from, you know, go far in the Europa League to say this team needs to be in the Champions League or else they might start losing some of these players. There are obviously a lot of rumors around James Madison going to Arsenal, but obviously why would he want to go to Arsenal? That's ridiculous. But... Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like if they don't make the top four, and especially if they, you know, lose how they lost to Slavia Prague last season and the Europa League, it would be a disappointment. Which feels a little weird to say about Leicester, but this team is genuinely very talented. Even with Wesley Fofana going out for most of the season. Yeah, I agree. Very talented team. Yeah, I actually agree with Vikram. So anything less than top four, you know, will be a this will be a failure, lah. I mean, they have like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe let's, let's not get too too far ahead of ourselves, right? Maybe not Rogers out just yet, but yeah, your point. Yeah, I mean they are well-run club, lah. So <laughs> they'll they'll think, act with yeah. a sense of rationality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Leicester was just sometimes very unlucky, you know. And hopefully their luck turns around this season. Yeah, I think they have the potential to be real good. I think Pats and Daka gives them a lot of pace. A lot of that pace that Vardy has lost through age and whatever he does with his life. They've they have the ability to gain back with Pats and Daka. Clutchy and Acho is somehow turned into a good player. After being a disappointment yeah. when they signed him from City, obviously scored the goal against City and they could be a new shield, which is a really cool moment. They still have maybe, maybe the best midfield in the Premier League. You can make the argument for it. And even without Fafana at the back, Soyuncu is a good player. Johnny Evans is still has legs, so he's passable. Yannick Vestergaard, who they're bringing in, is a good player. Pereira is a good right back. Castagna is a good backup. Um, what was his name? James Justin. They're going to have back from injury. He's a good player. There's just a lot of talent here. So can they can they break into the top four? Obviously, yeah, we're not doing predictions yet, so I'm not going to say will they break into the top four. But <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Uh, let's move down to you know uh, team that finished in sixth. Uh, West Ham. The so European the journey for old David Moyes. The, this is the problem I have with West Ham. The the only player of first team caliber that he brought in, right, is Craig Dawson from um shoot who they bring Craig Dawson from again? What is They signed Craig Dawson but... last season. No, they they signed him this season. No, they didn't. Craig Dawson played for him last season. On loan, right? Because he, he came in from a... played for West Ham United last season. Then what the hell have I been looking up? <laughs> the first the first team player that they bought was Alphonse Ariola, who they learned from PSG. So yes, that is the first team signing that they made. No no. They signed a guy named hold up, they signed a guy named Armstrong Okoflex. 
that is yeah, dope. From, I hope beat. that guy scores a bajillion <laughs> goals. <laughs> nah, the man. best game <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Man, man was a youth player at uh, Celtic. Uh, so apparently he came on loan from Watford last season. And then they, they made that deal permanent this season. So technically speaking, uh, yeah, you're right. Nothing's much changed in that regard. They just you know finalized the low move for 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 Craig Dawson in that sense. Yeah, my bad. And they brought in Ariola. They brought in a lot of ancillary players. They sold Felipe Anderson back to Lazio. They released Fabian Valbuena. Um, yeah, there's not really much that West Ham has done. There are some rumors about them signing Nikola Milankovic from Fiorentina, but not much has progressed there. Maybe they can get it in by the deadline if they do. Nikola Milankovic is a really good player. That would be a coup for them. I mean, they were supposed to, supposed to bring in uh, Lingardino. You know, yeah, Lingardino. But I don't think that's <laughs> going to happen. I don't think that's happening, right? So um, let's see. Let's see whether or not. So what do you think? What do you think West Ham does this season? I don't think they're going to finish top six. I think they're going to be overstretched with Europe. They're going to be overstretched uh, in the league in that sense. Because what I'll does Moyes Yeah, I don't think they're going to finish top six. Maybe maybe seventh or eighth. But I, I think the sixth, the number six position will go to a team like uh, Leeds. You know, or a team like wow. Wolves, for example. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, just throwing it out there. I definitely think they're one of those teams that from the mid-table qualifies for the Europa League because they have a really solid first 11. They but do. they don't have a lot around that first 11 to add to it. And when you go into the Europa League and you have to play as many games as you have to in the Europa League and you have to start the season as early as you have to with the Europa League. Because I think they have to play through qualifiers, which is a horrendous nightmare, which I, I can't... I mean, I remember when Everton had to go to Croatia to play Europa League qualifiers and Ronald Koeman's, I think, his second season. And it just starts your season so early. So there is a risk that West Ham doesn't have the depth to keep it up and sort of tires out as they go. But maybe they can sneak back into Europa Conference in whatever position that would be. I think that's seventh if the whole bunch of things happen with the Cup. To be honest, right, they do have a team that potentially could win the Europa Conference League. Yes, well, they're not. They're not in the Conference League. I know, but they do have. They would, if let's say they do retain the bulk of their squad, right? And in next season, they qualify for the Europa Conference League. They have a team that's able to win it. Or capable is capable of winning it, in my opinion. But then that at Brunton, least begs he... that at least begs the final question: Declan Rice. He should stay for a season or two. Should he stay? He should leave, la. He should stay. No. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, he. It looks like he's going to stay, but yeah, I don't think he's coming, especially coming off of the Euros that he had with England too. It, I think it depends on what his. I mean, you know, some players want to be part of a project, right? And as much as we all want to throw shade at David Moyes, he's actually building up a decent project at West Ham. And is he? The, He's sort of. I mean, the fact that he's qualified for Europe is. Would you have thought that West Ham was going to qualify for Europe last season? No, I, mean, I, I think I, tec- I think I texted you that I thought West Ham was going to get relegated to the championship. Yeah, exactly. Season, we so. all thought. Yeah, we all thought. You know, with David Moyes in charge, right? That's it. You know, they're going to be fighting for survival in the Premier League. But 
Moyes has outdone himself, and I think he deserves some credit at least. There is exactly zero chance that Declan Rice stays beyond the season. But yes, old Moyes is back. Everton David Moyes, Moyes is, is back. Yes. Oh, don't yes. you miss him, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Don't you I miss that do. stability? <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> I, I didn't know what I had until it's gone. I, it's it's brutal. It's, so it's just, just brutal. It really is. <sighs> All right, enough of my depression. Who's next? All right, um, Spurs. We sort of covered Spurs. Let's cover Spurs, Arsenal, and Everton, because and Leeds, I suppose. And right? Leeds. Those are the next four. Let, well, and Villa. Then, we gotta talk about Villa too. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about Villa. All right, let's Villa uh, quickly. Have been the most active team, not in the top four this summer. No, they Villa have signed a whole dang new team. Okay, if that's the case, right? I mean, let's just put Villa first, if, 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 if that's the case. Because I, I think you, you make a very good point. The fact that they signed people like Leon Bailey, the fact that they signed people like um, um, Danny Ings. Emmy you know? Blendia, Danny Ings, yeah. Ashley Young on a free, Axel Tonzebi on loan. <laughs> yeah. Another good name in Finn is Oz from West Brom, what a name. But obviously, they sold, uh, you know, Jack Grealish. <laughs> yeah, they did sell Jack Grealish. It's not a notable departure. <laughs> it's not a not notable <laughs> departure. Excuse me. Um, this is sort of along the lines of what I was thinking about with West Ham. When you have one really good player with a team of you know sort of decent players, will you eventually have to sell that really good player to to continue the project? Would West Ham eventually have to sell Declan Rice to fund the rest of this project? And mm. we could have had that conversation with Jack Grealish, except Villa went ahead and sold him. But they used that money to sign Blendia, Bailey, and Danny Ings, who are definitely three very, very good players. But that just at least leaves the question of, are they going to be able to survive without Jack Grealish? And the short answer is, it all depends on whether or not Leon Bailey... Leon, I mean, the man that's brought in to replace him is Leon Bailey and whether or not he can uh, sort of fill those Jack Bailey shoes, right? It's, 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 it's interesting though because they sort of strengthened their attack with Danny Ings. And, I, did, uh, I did find it interesting that they signed Ings, especially because it was a move that really came out of nowhere. Yeah, we caught everyone by surprise. Like, and the fact that no one, no one talks about Danny Ings leaving Southampton, and suddenly he said, "Surprise, Danny Ings plays for Villa now." Just the like, day what? that uh, the Grillo signing was announced, and I mean, it sort of seemed perplexing because Ollie Watkins had a pretty good season as their striker, as their lone striker. He could have obviously been better, but losing Grillo for as long as they did hurt their creativity. But I mean, this seems obviously good. It's just. Do you think they can replace by committee what Grealish brought to the team? I think uh, I think only time will tell. But at least on paper, yes, <laughs> I, I do think that, that's I really think the basis of all of this is that only time will tell. But only time will tell, right? But I, I do think on paper at least they do have what it takes all to 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 lift. 
life without privilege. It's going to take some time. I think they're going to have a very shaky start. I think people are going to think, oh, they're going to get relegated again and then they're going to bounce back. I think it, it's going to take time for the squad to gel. Uh, has Lyon really played any preseason games with uh, Villa? I don't believe so, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I know he like, was away if... at the Gold Cup with Jamaica, so he probably had to quarantine. Yeah, so probably not going to uh, see him feature until... Well, I mean, I guess let's see the first game of the season. You know, how, how they sort of uh, play. And it's not really the result. I think it's more so the system that they employ. Because, yeah, granted, results are important, but I think equally as important is the style that they play and whether or not, whether or not they're able to play in a similar structure uh, that they had when British was still there. I think, I think that's important. I think, going off of what you said about maybe they have a bad start, it sort of seems that the scheduling people screw them over as well. Because, <laughs> I mean, ignoring... <laughs> Ignoring the teams in the top four that they're going to play, those are obviously going to be hard games no matter what time of year that you play them. But within between now and October 31st, they're going to play uh, Everton, Spurs, Arsenal, and West Ham, which are theoretically the four teams around them in the table, the four teams who are fighting for two, for two places outside of Leicester, who isn't on this list, the four other teams that are fighting for those places. So a good start would be very beneficial for them, and a bad start might be difficult to dig their way out of. But you know, it's part and parcel of life. (laughs) I think they have the potential. I really like Emi Bondia. I think his move to Villa has gone very underreported. He was literally championship player of the season last year. There, a few yeah. teams, not just Villa, have been good at looking at the championship and picking out the best players. Obviously, Leicester did that with James Madison. Um, Villa did that previously with Ollie Watkins, and now they've done that with Emi Blundia. And I think he has the potential to be that sort of creative force in midfield, but having the ability to sort of fill that role by committee, by signing Bailey as well, should hopefully help them in case they have another situation where, God forbid, their main creative player goes down. They can, they just suddenly don't know how to attack. Like what happened with Grealish getting injured last season. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, well, all the best, Villa. If there's nothing to add for Villa, right? I, let's quickly move on to everyone's favorite club uh, in the whole wide world, Tottenham Hotspurs. I was about to ask, which North London club are we going to be talking about? <laughs> the slightly negative one or the more negative one? Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Spurs first. The slightly negative one. The slightly less negative, negative one. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Alright, Spurs have in the window, if I can find Tottenham, they've signed Christian Romero from Atalanta, Pierre Luigi Gallini from Atalanta, and Brian Hill from Sofia. They have sold one fourth to Villarreal. Danny Rose is left on a free. Uh, old Paolo Gazaniga was released. That's unfortunate. I've ever tra- tried to sign him. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Hart went to Celtic. I completely did not see that. And Toby Alderweire <laughs> left for Alderweire. So. Oh, wow. The Fabio Paratici era, the Nuno Espirito Santo era at Tottenham. It looks like they're going to have Harry Kane. Maybe. But Youngman son has signed a contract. They signed a really good player in Christian Romero. They signed potentially their next, their next goalkeeper in Piero Giglini. Are Spurs a bad team? Because I'm not quite not, sure they are. <laughs> not really. I mean, you, 
I guess it sort of <laughs> sort of depends on whether Harry Kane is going to stay or is he going to leave. Because if he does, it's probably going to stay. <laughs> yeah, but if he does stay, I think it might be a bit of an issue because I think it's going to be awkward around him. It's oh, not yeah, just it definitely will. Yeah, it's definitely. Bridges are being actively burned as we speak. Yeah, it's 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 insane. So like, if he leaves, I think it's to the benefit of everyone in the club. Actually, even though they might be that much weaker up front. I mean, because technically speaking, who do they have? You know, to sort of uh, replace Harry Kane. I was literally just about to say Vincent Janssen. For some reason, I thought he still played at Spurs, but he doesn't. No, it, it, but I guess don't that's like the Brazilian kit. You're gonna have to be a little more specific than just saying Brazilian kid. Ah, uh, shoot! No, I'm talking about Lucas Moura. Lucas? No, no yeah, he's no, a winger. He's still no, there. No. Yeah. I'm not talking about Lucas. I'm talking about someone else. Left. Uh, Carlos Vinicius. No, he went. He went back to. Um, he went back to Benfica. He was only on loan. Yeah, well, I guess they don't have anyone going up top, right? So I guess you're sort of <laughs> basically just be playing Deli Alley as a false nine. <laughs> yeah, no, and I guess that's a that's a problem that they've never addressed. You know. Grant, even if Kane was going to stay, even if Kane was going to leave, right? I think that's irregardless of the fact that they don't have anyone who can play up front. Don't come and tell me Son Young Min is going to be that number nine uh, for them. He probably season. will be. He probably will. <laughs> He'll be, just play but... two up front with Son and Mara and just counter. But I think maybe you can have that conversation of do they just Kane wants to leave? Do they just get it over with and then immediately flip that money and go buy uh, Lazaro Martinez mentor? At least Possibly. while Lexar Martinez is still on the market, or do they go try and peel Dominic Calvert-Lewin off of Everton, or they go? They're probably not going to be able to sign um, Ivan Tony now, but should this happen next summer, would they take a chance on Ivan Tony or someone like that? Would you would you rather hang on to Kane for a season, knowing that he is the best player in the Premier League, probably, or do you just want to get it over with? I, w- I wouldn't sell him there. <laughs> what would you need to sell him then? I mean, um, I don't know. Firstly, he's like one of the central figures there. And, you know, they fight, they fight Mourinho, they got in, uh, they, they got Nuno in. So probably has to have some form of stability in the midst of all this un- instability. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true, very true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Spurs are in a mess, la, I would say. Yeah. I don't know what... Spurs I don't know what, in a mess. I don't know what Levy is, <laughs> I mean, is doing, la, but... <laughs> are yeah, they? Is this... I would argue they are. I mean, is... Are the issue? This is my root question I keep coming back to. Are the issues at Spurs a little bit over-dramatized? Like, there's still a pretty good team there. They are. I mean, obviously, if... they're, they're you know, dealing with a whole lot of drama around Eric Kane, and that's a player that they can't afford to lose, but are they that bad? At least I on paper. This is Because we, we don't know how Nuno's going to work out in actuality, but at least on paper. I mean, on paper, they're not that bad. Lah. I mean, they have a very good, very good and very strong squad. But I think they are not hitting their potential. Yeah, I mean, with more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, and I guess to to sort of 
uh, Rin's point, right? I, I understand what they mean when you know they're sort of in a mess because they have a lot of things that are uncertain. You know, there's there's, there's quite a fair bit of uncertainty uh, in in that squad. N- not least the fact that you know Harry Kane is. Uh, I mean, let's just put the Harry Kane question aside for a moment. I mean, what kind of system is you know going to use at a club like Spurs? At a club like Spurs, where you know he doesn't have the depth of Portuguese players like he does at. Uh, <laughs> you know, how's he going he to communicate to without the Portuguese? Exactly, you know, God like forbid. And, how's he going to talk English? <laughs> he can speak English, right? <laughs> can he? I think he can, right? He can, uh, he can, <laughs> he, he can, he can speak English. <laughs> No, but <laughs> I, I I do feel that uh, it's going to take some time for him to get used to a new club. Uh, granted, because I mean, let's be honest, he started a revolution in Wolves. You know, he's the players that he 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 brought on. He uh, were players that he he sort of chose, or players that his agent chose for him. You know, he's familiar with them. He needs to get familiar with the players in in Spurs. He needs to. It's it's, it's going to take time for some sort of familiarization. He might you know hit it off. Straight away, but I doubt that's going to happen. I do think it's going to take some time for adjusting, at least for all parties involved. So yes, yeah. All right, and I'm Vikram to an- yeah. Vikram to answer your question in their preseason friendlies. Yes, they did play Hyunmin Son as a striker. Yeah, says it all, bro. Says it all. Didn't all right, work out. Re- didn't work out that bad, to be fair. <laughs> Oh. But obviously, preseason and regular season are two completely different things. You have to That's take true. everything that you see in preseason with a grain of salt. That's true. That is true. Okay. Okay. I let's was going to say and... one more thing about Spurs, but it is completely slipping my mind. All right. So let's move on to Arsenal. Let's 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 get Arsenal out of the way. Okay. Yeah. Um, how do I want to word this? Is Arsenal good? <laughs> I mean, can I make a? Can I? You know, let me put out a hot take, uh, or rather, hot take from me. On paper, yes, actually. I know you. You might not <laughs> agree with that. That is hot take, right? On paper, yes, actually. Um, I think the only thing missing for them, and this is another hot take. Uh, the only thing missing for them, okay, is actually having someone to connect the midfield to attack. I don't even think that's a hot take. I think that's correct. <laughs> I think that's what they've actively been trying to sign this whole window. Because I, I don't think... Do they need to bolster up any other positions? Yeah, sure. But that's that's the case for every other team. The, the, the big problem for them is having someone in that number 10 position. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. I would be more concerned about their midfield in general, not just the number 10 position. Right, because I mean, this is a stat that completely surprised that completely surprises me every time I hear it. But Arsenal had one the conceded one of the fewest goal record. I want to how many goals did Arsenal concede last season? It was not a lot. Mm. It was like a shockingly no low number. Hold on, hold on. Arsenal conceded thirty nine goals. For comparison's sake, Manchester City conceded 32. I believe Arsenal conceded the third least amount of goals of any team in the Premier League last season. 
Oh wow. Which so you wouldn't really think I mean, of given you know they played David Luiz last season, but but true. But at the same time, they have Gabriel and Pablo Mari you know, in the back, which isn't a bad combination in the slightest. It is a reinforce. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, the issue then becomes Arsenal scored fifty-five goals last season, which is the second least of any team that finished in the top ten. The least being Everton at forty-seven. So. I do think you're yeah. right in saying that they need some way to link the midfield to the attack because obviously they have Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pepe, Bukayo Saka, really good attacking players, but they just don't have the ability to get them the ball in situations where they can put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Hmm. Are they still trying to go for Odegaard? They're begging and pleading. I think Odegaard wants to leave. That's at least what the rumors say. So there is a potential they could get Martin Odegaard. They've asked Lester again about um, James Madison, but it doesn't look like that move's going to happen. So I think they're just begging and pleading for Odegaard. Obviously, with the rest of their midfield in question, Thomas Partey is going to be out for, I believe, the first two months of the season. So their midfield pairing suddenly becomes Gran Xhaka, Mohamed Elneny, and Abrissami Lakonga. And I like Sambi Lakonka. I think he's a good player, but he's also like he 19. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel comfortable playing him, starting him in the Premier League right now. And I don't feel comfortable having a midfield duo of Xhaka and Nelmeni, especially when you are opening the season um, with Chelsea and Manchester City as two of your first three games. Mm. I'm also... I'm also not sure about Aubameyang. I think he's the... I think that's a very bold thing to say. I mean, you're not wrong. End of the day, right? Some of my Arsenal fans, and well, the number one Arsenal fan that I know in my life is my father. You know, one of the biggest gripes he has is the fact that the forward line is pretty old. Let's, let's not lie here. You have Lacazette and Aubameyang who are not getting younger anytime soon. They're just getting older and older. And there's no... And th- this is the problem with Arsenal. I don't think they are actively trying to find a new forward because they believe that they have uh, youth academy they had when Wenger was in charge. You know, they can generate you know these world class talents from within. I don't think that's the case anymore. At least when it comes to forwards, right? I don't, they don't think have... they believe in their youth academy. I mean, it took them Today. so long. It took them so long to extend Fulham Balga, who's their only good youth academy striker. They're Premier League 2 team I think almost got relegated from the top tier of Premier League 2 last season Mm. I just think they don't have anyone to buy I don't think they have any money to spend because they're just not an attractive team for players to go to true 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 true. so eventually I I said when the window started that Arsenal sort of have to learn how to work smarter and not harder the way that teams like Leicester and Leeds can work where they make good signings before other player before other bigger teams discover that they're good signings. So yeah. this is like Leicester signing James Madison from Norwich when he was in the championship, or uh, Leeds signing Rafinha from Wren when he was still just a pretty good league and winger. And Arsenal then went and spent fifty million pounds on Ben White, which is a move I can't really justify in my mind. And this I mean, I like Ben White. I think he's a good player, but I, I just, 
this is sort of hinting at maybe my one big bold prediction, but I just don't really trust Arsenal to do well this season. I, I think I have welcomed a second team onto Everton's, you know, mid-table misery couch, and I believe that might be Arsenal. And if that's the case, then I think... Uh, I hope Arsenal proves all of us wrong and they do well, because I think a strong Arsenal is always welcome in the Premier League. It, 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 I mean, it's kind of sad. It's... I know, you know, this. there's this whole idea that, you know, teams go through cycles where they're, you know, where they're strong and then when they're not strong or it's a case of other teams being stronger than them. This is a case of Arsenal just being weak, man. You know, like, they just have progressively uh, been worse off than they once were. It's it, You've seen that decline, you know, it's a steady decline over the year. And the fact that they can't even crack into the top six anymore is... Frankly, quite concerning for such a big club like Arsenal. You know, we're not talking about some minnows like Burnley here. No sense of Burnley fans if there are any Burnley fans listening to this. But, you know, you're talking about Arsenal here. This is one of the big clubs. This, you know, the club that produced the Invincibles. The club that, you know, sort of dominated the Prem in the early 2000s. Um, and was still, you know, somewhat threatening in 2009, 2010. But you know the past they finished four, second five years, the last year. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, the past four or five seasons have been bad, just abysmal. You know, nothing has sort of come out of those years. You know, I'm 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 not talking about trophies. I'm not even talking about continental. Po- I mean, yeah, they qualified for the Europa League uh, probably four or five years ago, but. I don't they know. got to the they semi-final to... of it last season. They got to the final of it a few years ago, but there's nothing. Sorry there's nothing to interrupt. Substantial... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a shame. It's, it's a real shame. You know, if you're an Arsenal fan, it's a shame. I also think okay. that, especially with just as a last year injection, especially with Thomas Partey's loan, mm-hmm. they're really going to regret letting Matteo Guendouzi go. Now that they've Guendouzi. lost their best defensive midfielder. You just let probably your second or third best defensive midfielder go on loan with a very cheap option to buy to Marseille, where he's been really, really good, obviously in a very small amount of games. But it's just a move that, especially in retrospect, doesn't really make sense. No, it doesn't. And I mean, end of the day, right? Like, but then again, Guendouzi is is is, is a fair bit to handle as well. You know, let's not let's not deny that. You know, I mean, he definitely is, but. They've dealt with, they dealt with David Luiz. They're going to deal with Nuno Tavares. I don't really see why that bridge couldn't be repaired. By it's just Adeta. Also, they're going to lose Joe Willock. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, for what twenty million? Which is amazing that Joe Willock goes for twenty million in this market. But still, Joe Willock's a good player. He could he could have been that number ten. He could. He, he very well could have, right? Especially in a team that just doesn't have as much midfield depth as they need. It really just feels baffling to me that a player like Induzi would be allowed to leave and a player like Willick would be allowed to leave. Sorry, I had to hiccup. <laughs> You're all good, man. I feel no, like but, that. Hmm. 
point of misery might be a good point to wrap up on Arsenal. It is, it is. And I guess, you know, speaking of misery, right, let's talk about Everton next. Because I know you haven't been the happiest camper with, uh, with, when it comes to, to Everton. To, to be completely so fair, at least mm-hmm. when it comes to my mindset around Everton, I think this is the most liberated I felt about an Everton season, probably since I started supporting this club. Because I have zero expectation. Zero expectation. Like, I cannot be disappointed because I have no expectation whatsoever. Like, every single season since Roberto Martinez's first season, I keep thinking, okay, this is the year we're going to get into Europe, or this is the year we're going to challenge for the top four, or this is the year that, you know, we're going to make tangible steps forward as a club that's going to be, you know, return Everton to being Everton again, one of the biggest clubs in English football. This season, I, have, I, I think Everton are going to finish 10th. And I just, we're going to be so, the table. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to be that way. You're, you're content with that, I suppose. I mean, I'm not content with it. I'm not happy with anything that has happened with Everton since Carlo Ancelotti left the club, or since before Carlo Ancelotti left the club this summer. But I just don't see how we battle for Europe. I just don't think... Well, I don't really think this team is all that good, aside from obviously the few star players. But even then, Richarlison has played a bajillion games since last summer, and I think he's. I'm very scared for him to potentially get injured this season. Uh, Kyle Williams is very good, but he's not good without service, and I question our ability to get service to him. I question whether Moise Keane is going to be there. I question whether James Rodriguez is going to be there. Um, I question what our midfield is going to be at all. Mm. I question who we're going to start at right back. That's, good. That's a very good question as well, because uh, Seamus Coleman is in. Yeah. Seamus Coleman, I love the man. There was a time when he was the best right back in the Premier League, and I don't think it was particularly close when he was the best right back in the Premier League. But that time has since gone. He's been a great servant to the club, but I don't think he should be the starting right back anymore. It's a tough build to follow, for sure, but uh, it's, it's a fact, yeah. you know. He, he's no longer the famous Coleman of old. I think this team is all right. Like, Everton aren't going to get relegated this season. I Knock on wood, pray to the almighty gods that doesn't happen, but I don't think Everton are going to get relegated this season. And I think Everton, if a lot of things go their way, have the potential to maybe get Europa Conference or maybe Europa League. If things really click with Rafa Benitez and things really, like, and he gets a lot out of Richarlison, or Richarlison doesn't get injured, and he gets a lot out of Damar Gray, Andrews Townsend's, and Alex Iwobi as sort of the creative midfielders behind him. I think they can maybe push for that. But just seeing how little Everton have been able to spend in the transfer market, how much teams around them in Leeds and Aston Villa, and even to a certain extent West Ham, have either stagnated at a level that's better than Everton or gotten better from their level that was better than Everton. And I just think Everton are going to be mid-table. Well, if you feel it, it's probably going to happen then. <laughs> I remember hey, hey. seeing online somewhere that uh, Everton could have Pep Guardiola or a local giraffe from the zoo managing, and they'll still find a way to finish somewhere between 8th and 14th. With a local giraffe from the zoo? With a local giraffe from the zoo as manager or with Pep Guardiola as manager, they'll still find a way to finish between 8th and 14th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you guys do to yourself, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I did this to myself. I really don't. I ask myself that question every single day. 
I can't ever come up with an answer. I've been asking myself that question for five years. Well, it's all good though. It's all good, right? All things considered, it's all good. It's all good. Um, one thing that, I think there's at know, least consistency there. I think the fact that we're not going to go down is good. Yeah, Maybe good. as we progress out of the pandemic, the finances start looking better. Maybe Rafa Benitez. I mean, I don't think Rafa Benitez is a terrible manager. He wouldn't have been my choice, but maybe he gets something going with this team maybe he gets the backing he needs and maybe in a few years we're back to being able to compete for sixth seventh position consistently and maybe push higher but i really don't think it's going to be a good season this year but my biggest concern is the potential for this to turn toxic really quickly oh considering just how much everton fans don't like rafa benitez it's, it's, it's very plausible. I mean, I guess that also depends on uh, the results on the pitch. But here's the thing, right? I think you guys still have a solid backbone to, to work off from. I mean, you have Jordan Pickford, who is arguably the best keeper that England has produced in the past uh, decade. Yes, I have said that. Not really a lot and of competition that. in that discussion. <laughs> You can throw Joe you can throw Joe Hart into that. Joe I think Hart, he's maybe man. a little bit outside of that time frame, but I think Joe Hart was at least starting for England a decade ago and Joe Hart yeah. was a very good goalkeeper in his in his time. I think and I mean even now you have quite a fair bit of competition for that number one spot. I mean Dean Henderson, Nick Pope, Tom Eaton. Hey. Lee Grant. All good keepers. Lee Grant. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, on a serious note, though. On a serious note, though, you know you have Jordan Pickford there. You have Allen and the Kure, You have Ames who's still remaining at the club. Surprisingly, um, yeah, I really thought he would have left by now. But yeah, I think Richardson. I think Yerimian is coming off of a really good Copa America. I think he's a very underrated player. Like people is, sort of just see him as the jokester who does all the stupid dances and he's funny on YouTube. No, he's a really good player. <laughs> I think. I mean, he's also hilarious. I love. I love Yerimina. But I think he is a very good player, and I think he would do a job for basically almost every team between us and the top four. I think Ben Godfrey is also a really good young player who, he in my opinion, should have been the England team going to the Euros, but so be it. Southgate and Lucas Dean is obviously one of the best left backs in the Premier League. It, he had a bit of a down season last year, but I, he's obviously got all the quality in him. Alan's a good player in midfield. Decore is a good player in midfield. Tom Davies had a pretty decent season last year. Maybe we can get something out of him. Um, maybe, maybe. Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison, Demar Gray at least provi- provides us with some verticality. Like he's quick and he knows how to make well-timed runs. And that's something that sounds really simple, but it is really effective if you have someone who's really good at it. Well, that's what made Jamie Vardy so good, is that he, he was just, he was really quick and he knew exactly when to start running. That's actually a good point. That's, that's no, actually like, a very, very good point. There's at least a decent foundation there. I just don't think, if Everton do well, it's going to be because the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Mm. But maybe, you know, we somehow search under the couch cushions enough and find enough money to scrape together a right back and a right winger. Maybe we can have start, we can start having a little more serious conversations. But, I mean, it looks like we might be signing 
I've just completely forgotten his name. Aurelio Buta from Royal Antwerp looks to be the right back signing for about 5 million euros. I have no idea if he's good or not, but it's a right back. Sure. Sure. Hey, you know, anything uh, <laughs> after trying to sign Denzel Dumfries for two months and failing at that, I'll take anything at this point. I do think that if if anything, right, I do, I do think that Everton have a uh, Outside chance of you, he might surprise you, Jack. Right? I don't want you to to be all optimistic and stuff, because I know. Yeah, don't give me hope. I'm not gonna give you hope here, uh, but you know, there's an outside chance that he might qualify for you some way. I think very, very, it, very, very. I think outside. at least the gap between seventh and tenth is not all that big, and seventh it isn't. should the cups go to the teams that are already in Europe, European places. Seventh will be Europa Conference, which isn't really you know ideal for anyone but it's a stepping stone and it's the ability to start playing games in europe and start getting a team to understand the idea of having to play in multiple major competitions okay all right i guess you know on that note um let's sort of breeze through the rest of the uh but stop well, I mean, I want... my misery 